Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast of Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. I don't know about you, but I had a fantastic day, and I hope you guys did too, and happy Friday for everyone. And so I would like to apologize for missing yesterday's episode. When, you know, when we're busy with life, things happen. But the best part is, is that God has given us another day to worship him, and we're going to do the same. You know, <clears throat> I am so blessed to talk about definition of time and taking about how God gives us, you know, we were dead and then we were lacking. And through it all, we have all that is within time. And so join me as we get to discuss definition of time of being dead and lacking of faith. And, and if you have your Bibles open before we continue... We are going to be in Romans 6, 11, uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 11 through 14. And here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for um, allowing us to come here and worship you, Lord. And while, while we may be struggling with our hearts and sins, Lord, give us the strength to just reach out to others, Lord. Give us the strength to call upon you. Give us the strength to just know who we are, and that give us an affirmation to know that we are strong with you, Lord, and that no matter what happens, no matter who hurts us, Lord, give us the strength and the encouragement to run this race. And in your Father's name we pray, amen and amen. So <clears throat> if you are in Romans chapter 6, verse 11, it states, in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. So the cool thing about that is when, you know, we're talking about how in the same way we have to account our, for ourselves, that we used to be dead in sin, you know, and how we were, you know, the two appointments I'd like to tell people that we're never going to miss, there's one appointment. Now, I sometimes am very bad at appointments. I am very, not very good. And so because of it, thank goodness I'm not going to miss this one and final appointment, which is called death. And there's always, we'll always make it no matter what. We're going to get that last breath any way you like it or not. But if you are, if, but if you are a born-again Christian, that will be your last final breath while on earth, but it will also be your last of your first breath in heaven. And how awesome is that? To know that we're going to be with Jesus Christ forever and ever. So the cool thing that we have, but that doesn't stop there as well. Because while we might be, while we might be dead in sin and while we might be also alive in Christ, we also have to let our sin not rule over us. For instance, we can't have temptations um, operate our day, daily life. You know, most of us in this day and age have, a, have something that is our downfall. For instance, it's Dr. Pepper for me. So Dr. Pepper tends to rule my life. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that as a born-again Christian, I'm not going to ever drink Dr. Pepper again. You know, of course, we're going to sin every single day. We actually, matter of fact, we sin right when we wake up and right when we lay down. 
And even while we are sleeping, we still sin. But the fact that we can't dwell on sin and we can't say, well, I already sinned. I might as well uh, sin again. And there's no hope. But there is hope because God is going to, he loves you. And so how cool an assurance that is and that it doesn't control us. That sin does not control you. That your temptations that you struggle with do not control you. Because we have power over the sin. It's through our trust and faith through Jesus Christ. That is the best assurance I can give you. And it's not the assurance that I can give you. It's the assurance that God gives you. And that <clears throat> Jesus is the answer. You know, while we might be going through difficult times, while we might stumble and fall, Jesus is always going to be there um, right at your side. So do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument, as wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. So that is, when I read that, when I read that and understand that, that I get so much, I get excited. And I get uh, assurance. And I understand that, hey, God is going to protect me. And that, you know, <clears throat> if when, when, 13, when verse 13 states, do not offer any part of yourself to sin. So to me, that means do not offer, don't deliberately go out and sin. Do not go and find sin. And do not go out and um, pretend, oh, I, there's sin right there. Like, for instance, um, if you, people that struggle with alcohol, you know, for a certain amount of time, they're like, okay, I can go to a bar and I can, I, no one's going to bother me and it's going to be all good. But the matter, the matter, the, the matter of fact is that when they go to the bar, they're going to be comforted, they're going to be confronted with sin. And we are testing God. And therefore, that is not of Christ. So that's what it means, verse 13. And 14, it states, For sin shall no longer be your master. Sin does not rule over you. Sin does not control what you do, who you worship. It is not your God. I'm going to repeat that. Sin does not control you. Sin no longer can be your master if you are believing in Jesus Christ. Sin does not control your mind. Sin does not control who you are. Sin doesn't define who you are. Because once you are a child of God, that is your true identity. Because you are under, you are not under the law, but under grace. It is through God's grace you are under. And that is so reassuring. So there's two there's two things that I kind of got away from it, the overall the overall point. Number one, deprived, dead. And, and number two is lacking. But what does that mean? What does dead mean? It means deprived of life or having died. While lacking means lacking power, um, power to move, feel, or respond. So that means that 
Dead, that's what it means to me. There's two different definitions of dead. I should have emphasized. It means deprived of life, having died. While the second definition of dead is lacking power to move, feel, or respond. So people generally don't talk, they don't like to talk about death. Death is usually a topic, a, a, a topic reserved for quiet talks surrounding a coffin or in a moments of great fear. When death seems close and you can't avoid it, sometimes death is a conversation because it's so mystery. It is so mysterious and powerful. Occasionally, death is something to celebrate. We should now. This not doesn't. This might sound a little bit cr crazy thinking, because as Christians. And, you know, one of the biggest, there's a biggest influencer in my life that, you know, even a, a pastor, his name was Billy Graham, Dr. Billy Graham. He said, I can't wait till I die. I long for those moments. I long because I can't wait when I cross that finish line. I'm going to meet my creator. I'm going to meet my maker. And as an individual that's, and as an individual that's been in that situation where I was in the hospital bed, and I was almost about to die. And I said, you know what? I am ready. And so I prayed to God. I'm like, God, my life is in your hands. You know who I'm going to meet. You know what's going to happen next. There is going to be trials and there's going to be tribulations. There's going to be times of trouble when we all, when we all have different situations. And so the moment... I feel like the moment that we fear death is the moment that we lack God and his promise for us, and we see that. So occasionally, death is something to, well, I'm going to repeat that. Death is something to celebrate. It should be celebrated, and it should be a moment that is a rejoicing for a, a, a great Christian. So, so, for example, how do you feel about bread? I love bread. You may like a good sandwich or, or a biscuit or a thick um, or a thick fluffy or or a thick uh, fluffy pancake. All of those things require something. Seed uh, a seed had to die. Did you know that? Did you know where that? Or did you know where wheat comes from? A seed is planted, it dies, and wheat is born from its death. So you have a new beginning that you that you get to enjoy because of Christ. But understand that when you were made alive in Christ, in Christ, part of you died. When Jesus came into your life, he destroyed a part of you that had been there a long time. It's called sin. What is sin? What is sin? You know. Most of us think when we're asked, you know, what is sin? Most of the answers are like, well, it's what kind of a lifestyle we live in. Or it's making bad decisions that causes us to stumble. But that's not what sin really means to me. So I think it's important that the Bible, so we look at the biblical fact of what sin means. It says the Bible defines sin as a missing the mark or not hitting the exact spot or standard that God has set. 
In other words, sin is not being perfect. None of us are perfect by any means besides Jesus Christ. Sin is in charge of sin was in charge of your life before Jesus came in. You were a slave to sin. Did you get that? Your sin was keeping you your sin was keeping you from God and Jesus killed it. You are dead to sin. Your sins do not control you anymore. So I'm going to make that point across again. Your sin does not control you. That bottle of alcohol does not control you. The lustfulness that a person craves, craves does not control you. The frivolous spending does not control you. And the list can go on. Well, I think another one should uh, apply. Jealousy does not control you. And that is so, and even pride, being prideful does not control you. Anyway, most of us like to think of it, that we are so prideful. So you are free, but temptations does not end. That is the scary part. Every day, your old sins are going to try to come back. They are going to drag you back into the old way of life every day for the rest of your life. You have a choice to make. Are you going to continue in the freedom you have been given in Christ, or are you going to go back? Are you going to go back to being comfortable in sin? Are you going to go back being comfortable in knowing the decisions you made were not godly? So you're going to go back because you're like, oh, man, this is so hard. We have to go to church every Sunday, and we have to go pray. and Or you're going to go and, you know, are you going to have that those kind of small circles, or are you going to go back to, oh, I'm just going to skip church, I'm not going to go. I'm going to work that extra hour on Sunday. Or I'm going to work that extra hour um, and take time away from my family. Instead of spending time with your family and spending time with Christ. So, how do you keep go? How do you keep going? Um, how do you keep from going back to your old life? Choose to follow what God's word says. When you want to go back to your old ways, pray. When those temptations and those urges come, pray. Call upon the name of Jesus. Talk to a friend who is a Christian, and get out of the place where you are thinking about going back to your old ways. When you do when you do mess up and fall back into old sin habits, tell someone and confess to uh, to God as well. This will protect you from falling back into the old ways again. There is no way to beat sin on your own. Everyone needs help from God and other Christians. Take a few moment. Take a few minutes to think about what you know. Um, was in your life, in your old life, pardon me, that was not in line with God's plan for you. Pray and ask God to protect you from going back to those things. Because you never know, because you never knew death could feel so good, did you? That you never knew that, you never knew that when we pass away, God is going to give you a crown of glory. 
that you never knew that when you, something bad happens, when a dramatic life happens, you never know what kind of God is going to bring people into your life. So you can intercede and you can pray for them. That's a cool thing. So I don't know about you, but I am so blessed um, to do this podcast. And again, I would like to apologize for my um, words and, you know, how I'm kind of stumbling. But, you know, all of us get nervous, I guess. And I know that I'm not, I, I know I'm not the best, but God is good. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, just telling you what God does in my life is imp- so important. And I know that we've gone over to 10 minutes. And so I'm going to end it with a prayer. And um, But when God calls upon your heart to tell about the good news, all you can do is just tell it to the people. And I don't think it really matters when, um, it doesn't matter what the time. Because as long as somebody's touched by this message, I did my work as a disciple of Christ. And we're going to end it there. Well, you, and here we're going to go, and we're just going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just bringing us together, Lord. While things are, you know, crumbling around us, Lord. You know, we might have the biggest sin in our life, which is being involved in politics. You never know. Or reading too much newspapers or even watching football games, even on Sundays. You know, Lord, we just come to you asking to get those um, distractions out of our lives and focus on you more, Lord. And focus on what you have given us, Lord, and the restoring of the plan. We also just pray for the people in um, in our lives that we might have been affected or we might have affected our decision-making, Lord. That if we, any of our decision-making would have hurt them, help them and just ask for forgiveness, Lord. Just seek forgiveness from them. Or we forgive them. Because we do not want to go bed angry. And you never know when something bad might happen and you call us home, Lord. And if we if that's on our hearts and we're still bitter about it, we didn't do our job. So if anyone's listening, Lord, if they're bitter, if they're upset or angry, I come to you asking for forgiveness. And Lord... We come to you also asking for repentance of our hearts, our minds, and our actions. And just come to you knowing that we are not perfect. But the best thing that you've given us is your son to die on the cross so that we can ask for repentance of our minds, actions, thoughts, and words. If they weren't godly this past week, Lord, we come to you asking for forgiveness and repentance so that we can be made white as snow. And while the storms come and the boats, and while the storms of life may come by, give us the strength to run this race so that when we fall or trip, give us, help us call upon your name so that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in your Father's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hopefully you guys enjoyed this wonderful podcast. And I'm hopefully going to be back tomorrow night. And remember, <clears throat> we're not dead in sin anymore. Because we are made new with a, as a being child of God. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And have a blessed day. Bye.